Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Hey Casey. How's it going, Megan? Happy um, post Fourth of July. We just had Fourth of July weekend, right? Yeah, it's America's birthday. America's birthday. How you doing? I'm alive. Good, good. Yeah. I like your USA shirt. I'm glad that you're showing a lot of spirit. Real patriotism. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. If you, if anyone's wondering why we're talking kind of quietly, if it sounds that way, because of course, when at 11 o'clock when we sit down to do this um, episode recording, which we rarely ever record at my place when my kids are here, yeah. um, but you'd think at 11 o'clock we'd be safe since they were sleeping for two hours. Oh, no, they wake up right before. So I put them back to bed. Um, But yeah, I'm being just a little more quiet because what we're talking about today is very rated R. But first, Casey, anything you want to share? Damn kids. (laughs) They're awesome. No, they're awesome. I'm just joking. But yeah, we waited like a good hour. Just to make sure they were really asleep. And right on cue, we sat down and was... We're really about to hit record. Microphones and, in place. Everything's and she, ready to go. They walk, she walked out. One of them woke up. One of the two. Guess, so it'll probably them. be the, ne- the other one next. Yeah, so if we have to like abruptly stop, you know why. Okay, but I do love, love, love my children. Let me just say that for the record. Nobody was As my dad always says. you didn't. Okay, this is what my dad's always said. Children are, are just wonderful. Especially when they're sleeping. Amen to that. <laughs> no, they're great. All right, so I have a Summer Sizzler sex scandal series story <laughs> to tell you. Summer Sizzler sex scandal. Series. Four story. I just kept going with the S's. Six S's. Yeah, and this is dedicated to Veronica, my cousin in Florida, because... Why is everything that's revolves around murder dedicated to veronica because is she, she loves okay? this stuff she's fine is she, she veronica are you okay you call can text us me call us text casey if you need to talk if you need anything he's worried about you no she just loves a good story she loves some <laughs> murder good, story some good murder and sex and women and religion men and religion well this isn't she didn't actually you know what let's not are get ahead of ourselves of let's oh, not okay so the other um, fun little thing about this story, I didn't do this on purpose, but it happened to have taken place in Independence, Missouri. How perfect you is did that? that? On no, I really did not. Yeah, you did. I did not. So I thought that. Well, that's a fun little tie-in for the uh, Happy Fourth of July oh, weekend. Just, just worked out. It did, but for real, it really didn't happen that way. That was my wine glass. But you know what? I almost forgot to tell the most epic mental mom moment. I think, do you think this might be the biggest the one? I don't even know what it okay. is, so how would I know? Let me tell you. Okay. Did you just shush me? 
It's so good. Everyone needs to hear this. Oh, excuse okay. me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Casey. Signing off. Oh, sorry. Casey just quit. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that door slam? That was him walking out. He's God. gone. Okay. But really, I just can't wait to tell this story. You better be nice to me about it because, oh. oh my God. Well, okay. with the reception I just got, you'll be lucky if it is. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I was so proud of myself because months ago, I signed up the, my girls for like specialty camps this summer, a couple of them. And I was like checking it off my list. This is back in like... What's a specialty camp? Like there's like the regular YMCA camp every week or like the regular church camp. I, my kids don't go to church camp, but like... There's like regular camps or daycares that are called camps. Sure. These are like special interest. Like um, one of my daughters is going to a theater camp for one week. This past week was soccer camp for my five-year-old. Oh, I I understand theater as a specialty Mm -hmm. camp, but soccer? I mean, I just... Why isn't that just soccer camp? I just made up the name specialty camp. There's no like thing about... Like I just used that like... Oh, so it's like a special camp. camp theater camp yeah oh like because you do because you do one thing the whole time you're there you focus on one thing soccer theater okay i just never was referred to heard it referred to as a specialty well sometimes i'm fancy and i like to make up words so i probably just made that up you just want to make it sound like your kids are in all these great activities oh my god i'm slapping you right now (laughs) across the face not really okay lady astor and her (laughs) heirs to the throne In their specialty camps. It's a three-day camp. Okay, now listen. Very proud of myself for being, you know, with ADD. On top of it. Yeah, ADD, crazy mom. Like, to even plan ahead that far in advance is so epic for me. Okay, so rare that that occurs. Uh Uh-huh. Camp, um, get there Monday morning, and it's at a university. This is soccer? Yes. Okay. At Indiana University South. East, IUS. Okay. Pull up there. It's very close to where I live. Um, the camp's run by the head of the women's soccer team there. Uh, pull up. It's like 90 degrees. So my five-year-old and I, like, I read the email, reread the email with all the info on it. We're walking up to the doors because they said it was in the activity center. And so I found the sign that said activity center and, like, the doors are locked. And so then I go walk around the building and the doors are locked. And then we walk down this hill, and I'm like, well, maybe it's over here. Those doors are locked. Then I drive around, and then my five-year-old, she's, like, sniffling, and she's, like, sneezing and, like, not feeling good. And she said, I have a headache, Mom. I don't feel good. And I said, okay, well, because I was already late for my next – not late, but, like, I was going to be late for my client who's mm-hmm. coming to my office. So I said, okay, you know what? I don't know what's going on here, but let's just deal with it. We'll just figure it out for tomorrow. So then Tuesday morning, like, I go, and I have both my daughters, and we go back to the activity center. I reread the email. Activity center. I, we go, we check the doors again. I was there at the right time. I, I cannot explain what's happening. And so I, I'm like, drive around this university, which is not that big, but I like drove around like 12 times around the parking lot. Well, finally, I'm like going to be late. I have two different camps to take my kids to before I have to be at the office. So I kind of like, I'm not saying I screamed, but I was kind of like, like something like that, but louder. Yeah. And then I just like, cause I had 
kind of like parked halfway in a parking spot <laughs> and I just like parked and I just had my like hands on my uh, forehead and I was just like I was crying like I was so frustrated because I just like didn't understand what was happening sure well this and I just needed a minute okay I just needed a mental mom moment minute to take a deep breath cry maybe punch an, something an M&M yeah I needed an M&M a mental mom moment. Love it. M&M. This... Or that M M M M cubed? M cubed. Yeah, M cubed. There we go. Marketing. Okay. <laughs> M cubed. Mental mom moment. Right up next to me, polls. That didn't make sense. This, next, this police officer pulls up next to me. <laughs> okay. And he's, he goes, ma'am, and I wrote down my winner, ma'am, are you Okay. And I was just like, I, I held up the email that I'd printed out. Like, I just can't buy the soccer camp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was so distraught because like as much as I try and as much as I got everybody up and everybody had shorts on and shoes and appropriate, you know, attire and the water bottles and the soccer ball and the lunch and the things, right. all the things. And I can't find, well, he's like, he says, well, where is it? I said, well, it's at the activity center in the new arena. I said, it's the head of the soccer, women's soccer program who's doing this camp. And he said, ma'am, we don't, we don't have a new arena and we don't, we don't have a soccer team here. So oh, no. I look back at the email again. There's another little university. You may have heard of it. USI in Evansville. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I'm you went there. Pretty familiar with them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how far from here? Two hours? Yeah. So I got... Two hours west. How many letters is that? I got two letters mixed up. In that email, it said USI, but I read IUS. IUS is right by me. Is it because you wanted it to be IUS? I think so in my didn't... mind, it probably just jumped ahead and was like, oh my God, that's so convenient. It's so close to my house. I can take... This is, this is the ADD thing. It's like my brain's going so fast and... It's all work. Like, it seems like it's working, and I really do try. Like, obviously, I made an effort to plan this out ahead of time. I re read the email 50 times. I never caught that. Never caught it. So right. the police officer and I, I just started dying laughing. And he was, too. And I, we we just laughed. Did he discover that you're, you were wrong? Like, yeah. you did he read the email? Or did you... Because... A second person was standing over you. You find it finally clicked. I I think it was when he said, "Ma'am, we don't have a soccer team here." He said, "Do you mean U.S.?" I think I think he said, "Do you mean where did you go?" U.S.I. Yeah, I think that's what he said. He he said, "Do you mean U.S.I.?" And then I was like, "Oh my god!" Then I went back to the email, you know, the printout. Right. And yeah, it was the U.S.I women's soccer coach so what is what's with that because you did know. something similar where you had uh you got spring break mixed up because the wrong you school. had a wrong paper for I had, a different school i had the wrong district's paper school calendar <laughs> so are you really reading these things or are you like just skimming them skimming i think it's the skimming i, I really think so um, if you just took like a breath and yeah, then 
I think, yeah. Paid more attention. Didn't That's, skim. Yeah, I guess it's that. I mean, I've made a couple mis- big mistakes lately with um, calendar and timing and things. So I, so what I said to myself was, after the, the police officer and I laughed our asses off about it, and he was the <laughs> nicest guy, I need to send him like a thank you card or something. Because um, he really, you know what was cool? He took it so seriously. Like, he felt for me. Like, I... Well, he probably has kids, and he probably, you know, he probably... You would have thought that I was just it. mugged. <laughs> he took it that seriously. Like, I appreciated it a lot. Well, that's that's what the boys in blue are supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, so they're nice. supposed they're civil servants. They're yeah. here to help the community. They, in- including the mental moms. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing gets overshadowed by yeah. the media because that's, that's what not what, you know, we see. leads... For news headlines but. and yet in my moment there like he solved a huge problem for me and really helped me yeah well, i'm glad you got it resolved oh at least gosh. instead of going up up there i was ready every to, day I, I was ready to just like yell at somebody i was like i want to know what kind of camp this is who's putting this camp so what, what did the girls do um well they they felt for me because i was you know very much wanting them to have the, have my, my five year old have this experience and then when I yelled I, I right after I yelled I I was just like Arr! you know I said girls this is not at you I'm so sorry like I didn't I don't mean this at you I'm just so frustrated because I can't sure. figure it out and they understood because like they were with me we were all sweating walking around all over the place opening door or trying to open doors and so then they laughed their butts off with me and we just joked about it. For the rest of the day, we just had like this inside joke and we just, you know, they came to my office with me and they were great about it. And we just laughed about it. Well, that's good. I mean, at that point, that's really all that you can do, right? Oh, yeah. And I I love that my girls, they have such good senses of humor and they're, you know, if you're just honest with your kids and just like, yeah, mommy messed that up or, you know, we, I just, I'm sorry, but I had a mental mom moment and I you know, lost my mind and had to yell about it for a second, but it's not at you. It's just the situation was frustrating. So, well, it also sounds like that, uh, it wasn't something she had her heart set on either. So I think you are absolutely right. Helped the Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. That really did help because, because if she was really into it and like excited, like truly excited for it, you would have like broken her heart, crushed her dreams. Right. So that's good. That's good. That was a, that, yeah. that could be the high five moment. There you go. High five self. I didn't crush her dreams. Totally. <laughs> Thanks Casey. So then, you know, these things that I've messed up with my schedule and calendar and I just think, okay, what would I tell a client? Cause I work with clients who have ADD, ADHD. Um, what would I tell them to do? And so I just have to do what I would tell them to do, which is yes, take a deep breath be mindful while I'm reading these emails. Also, you know, the rule I have to follow of looking at my calendar, the Google calendar that we made. Right. Um, looking at it before I say yes to anything. And then also like really looking at the location of where it's all in the details. It's all in the details. Sometimes those details are at the top of the page in like a 16 point font, (laughs) like the name of the school corporation. They're they're not hiding. It's the wrong one. Yeah. And those letters, um, 
IUS, USI, those are those were in probably at least a 12-point font capitalized. I'm just kind of hurt that you didn't, uh, that didn't register with me being alum of the Screaming Eagles that... I know. It's you would have had that brought up in conversation of like, oh, I signed her up for soccer at USI. And but, I would have been like, why? Because that's but like... You, in my mind, it was IUS. It was never USI. Right. <clears throat> Until... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's but. why. Because as soon as I thought that, I'm like, or as soon as I realized what had happened, I was like, oh, that's where Casey went. <laughs> it's far away. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, so that was my mental mom moment. Gotta be careful with those initials. They're all the same letters, just in a different order. Oh, I get caught up on it, too. You do? When I, like, people talk about colleges, and it's like, oh, I-U-S-U-S-I-U-S- blah 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 and i'm like okay and they're like no that's that's in Terre Haute, or no that's that's in this part of arizona or someplace i've never i'm like right. oh okay well in my mind like there's there's a usi everywhere i that's how i feel or an isu depending yeah whatever state you're in yeah especially if one that starts with an i like i just idaho university south i'm sure <laughs> that's a real thing oh i have that t-shirt and no, i'm kidding yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was my mental mom moment. It was a big one. And I learned that I have to just check the details and I have to check my calendar. That's why it's there. That's why it's there. You just got to make it a habit. All right, are you ready? We're just going to like jump let's just go in. Into it. Let's just get into this summer sizzler uh, I'm looking sex at, scandal series. I'm looking at the notes for this and there are uh, quite a bit. Because there's so many... Well, it's insane. Things. I haven't read anything. I just watched that I need murder you. crime series um, that you had me watch. Deadly Wives. Deadly Wives. I believe it's on ID Channel. It's on Hulu. So, Casey, I need you to really like let me take the lead on this because I am telling this story. Oh, in I'll a be way. taking notes. <laughs> I'm telling this story in case you have any ideas. <laughs> About the future of my life. Yes, be, beware. Um, I I want to tell it in a certain order because it's the way that I heard the story, and I think it's pretty fantastic. Oh, so if you'll just lead the way, I will lead us on this journey. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. I'm a trailblazer. So these are my sources: Deadly Wives show, okay, Murderpedia. If anyone's heard of it, is that a real thing? Yeah. Like Wikipedia? You've never heard of Murderpedia? Like, there's a Murderpedia, like an encyclopedia of murder. Yeah, and it has tons of good information. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, then there's an article by Brian Burns for the Kansas City Star, which I think he's the one who helped write this like six-part series for the Kansas City Star, or one of those um, newspapers. The newspaper had a six-part series? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So then my favorite... Shows you what's going on in Kansas City. In Independence. A whole lot of, or Independence, Missouri. Missouri. Okay, so listen. A whole listen. lot of nothing. I really was surprised. No, there's only one podcast that I could find that's covered this case. And, you know, I listen to tons of true crime. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised by that. Um, but there's also, some of you 90s gals out there will appreciate this. There's a show called Love Thy Neighbor, Murderous Affairs with Susan Lucci. Do you know who Susan Lucci is? It sounds familiar, but... She starred in All My Children the soap opera that I used to watch with Grandma Farr. I wasn't allowed to watch um, Okay, I'm getting this confused. 
immediately when you said that, I thought touched by an angel, but that's wrong. Oh, that is, oh, Mona? No. What no. is it? Um, it'll come the to The Irish us. lady. Yeah, love her. Yeah. Anyway. Did you watch that show? Not really. You did. You guys, you should see no. his face right now. No, you watched I it. I didn't. I it, loved it. It wasn't for me. I found it very comforting. So Grandma Far, I used to go to her house and watch soap operas with her. Even I wasn't allowed to watch them at um. home. So Susan Lucci is like the queen of soap operas in the 90s. Okay. So she hosts this show. Um, and she's so funny because it's got like this 90s music in the back with saxophones. And like, it's just, you know. Sexy sax man. Yes. All right. Anyway, so enough of that. Enough of like credentials. Is that who's cred- narrating the show? Not the one you watched. Oh, because that lady was... She was funny, well, too. Well, clearly, whoever wrote that stuff was... Anyone who watches these shows knows, like... Yeah. The amount of this, like, sarcasm yeah. was... Puns. Perfect. And, yeah. Okay, so ready? Let's this go. is, like, the ultimate human behavior yeah, story. Yeah, this, this chick, she, she, she was up there. She's got it all. She's a uh, soccer mom. Okay, this is a... Religion, sex, and murder. You know, I can't, like, resist. Um, it's the trifecta. It's the trifecta. It happened during the eight-year coma, you know, when I missed everything. Right. Uh, I so, didn't know about this. Yeah, it wasn't very nationally publicized. Um, but, I, like, I would know because I didn't watch anything then. It was back when, like, yeah. Okay, so I feel a little guilty because I know that there are good pastors and good ministers and good Christian people out there. Right. But duh, like, that's expected if you should be. If you're well, living given by the, ten- the profession that yeah, it, yeah you, you should, should all it's be. Like, like, I don't get a cookie because I'm an ethical therapist. Right. Right? Because no, I'm, like, supposed to be. Because that's your job. Okay, that made me feel better. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe the facade that people put on and how, like, an entire congregation can just fall into such a trap. Okay. And drinking the Kool Aid. Drinking the Kool Aid. And I, like, grew up in the fear-based religion, and I know what Baptists teach about, hell and sex before marriage, and sin, and everything sin, adultery, the mm, fear and but guilt. But those the things they practice the most. Mm-hmm. And how many nights, like, I went to bed terrified um, that myself or, like, the people that I love were going to go to hell, and the, the fire, and the they, brimstone. Didn't they tell you, though, like, you can do all that, you just have to, like, repent. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then you're fine. We're going to talk about that. The fire and brimstone preach like pastors. They just love to preach about like the excruciating pain and suffering and gruesome detail, um, like about Jesus dying on the cross and sinners going to hell. But then they also preach that like you can't go to PG thirteen or R rated movies. But I had to sit through like hours of like details of how yeah. Christ was crucified on the cross, mutilation, and, and yeah. And I used to torture. like say I had to go to the bathroom and then just like hang out in the bathroom during those. Well, I don't um, blame you sermons yeah yeah so i guess what maybe that's why i enjoy these stories so much whoa remind me to bring this up when we meet with gina our therapist next week because i think i still have some issues <laughs> and some flashbacks <laughs> and like some ptsd all right Teresa l stone she lives in independence missouri missouri, missouri. Is, what, is what a lot of people say married almost 20 years to randy stone they're involved in a church she's a soccer mom okay she finds Randy, her husband, on the floor in a pool of blood um, in their insurance business in the office that they own together. 
So I've come up with 20 points of interesting human behavior for us to examine. Oh, my God. It's okay. I can go through it fast. I can talk Veronica, fast. I hope you are enjoying <laughs> these 20 points because it's all for you. Don't and you know what, that. though? It's, it's dedicated to Veronica, but there are so many no, it's your bitches shit. out there who oh know exactly God. what I'm talking it's about. It's all you And guys. they love this. They love it. I'm intrigued. It just fascinates me, though, that... It's because we've been oppressed. You, Women have been oppressed for so long. You ladies' obsession with We're just really murder, interested in murder. And it's always like, are you plotting? Or what's going well, on? Well, you know, behave. Doing your homework to try... for. Are you going to be the one? Is that what you're doing? Like, you think to yourself, like, I'm going to be the one that pulls off the no. perfect murder. Because Casey, I, I can't figure out what city my yeah, kids camp is be, in this might be your niche like no. you just know how to murder no i'm not smart you figured to it out like off. plus nor would i be able to sleep at night all right no ready? you're too good i am i'm just like nice you have can't help it a hard time just telling people to be quiet <laughs> i do so here's human behavior weirdness number one ready oh yeah she finds her husband she steps over him Gets her headset on. She's one of those headsets that's like attached to the phone. Yeah. And calls not 911. No. Why would you do that? But her parents instead. With the dead body in the room. So even though she has her cell phone in her purse, she uses the headset, not the cell phone. I don't get that. Why would she do that? Maybe it's she bizarre. felt more comfortable with the headset on. I guess. If anybody anybody out there avid headset users, email us. Let us know. Are they really that good? Better than the cell I mean, phone? I, I've had a few jobs where I have to use them, but... I'm secretly want one but you know i just hope my mom's ready for my phone call when i call her up before calling 911 yeah to tell her that like, like, hey there's uh there's somebody dead on megan's the floor. dead bodies is <laughs> laying in the room for some reason don't know what happened okay so it takes her in, okay this, <laughs> this number is two ridiculous. ready human behavior <laughs> weirdness number two she doesn't call 911 for nine minutes after finding him do you think that's a little bit of a long time to wait i do uh yeah it's 911 would be the first three numbers I would dial yeah, if, if I, I found a dead if, body. If I didn't first just run away out the door and sure. like call, maybe go to the business next door just and call screaming them. screaming down the street. Because I would be like in such shock. Right. She tells the 911 operator something about like, oh, he must have fallen. Even though it's pretty obvious mm. that there's like all this blood probably from a gun sh- gunshot But wound. she said it was like just coming out of his ear. Yeah, that it was coming out of his ear. Right. Did they say something else about that on the show? Was it no. more than just his ear? Yeah, it was coming out of his head because he was... No, it was coming out, but she reported it as just coming out of his ear and that he had fallen. fallen. Right. So then we're outside. Okay, go outside at the crime scene. We're outside in the front of their building. She's doubled over and crying like a wife would be, right? You're like sobbing, crying. Right. So at the crime scene, there's no cash missing. He's been shot in the right temple, shot up close... And so they think, hmm, he's also a very strong, tough guy. So investigators, Ex-Marine. yeah, they say, well, he must have known the person because, right, to be shot up close like that. Then at the, also at the scene, the investigators find a torn up love note in the trash. To Teresa, no signature, but the handwriting did not match her yeah. husband Randy's. Yeah. Okay, so then um, back to the, to the scene outside where she's doubled over crying, putting um, on her performance. Her, we don't know that yet. That's why I said you have to let me like oh, tell I'm the sorry. story. I just, just met. No, you're right. I already kind of gave away that she may have been the one who did it, right? We don't know yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. But giving the 911 call and then... It's 
deductive reasoning. Then, You're just putting yeah. the facts together. Okay. So who shows up but, and I love this name. You just can't get over this name. Pastor David Love oh. of the New Hope Baptist Church. Pastor Love. Pastor Love. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. <laughs> <laughs> so Pastor David Love, his wife, and like dozens of church friends show up to comfort her because it's a kind of a small sure. town. And so they all, yeah, you know. That's what happens. The prayer chain. Uh, so Brother Love. The prayer chain. Is that what they call him? They call him Brother Love. Yeah, but brother, I also might refer to him brother as love. Pastor Love. So just remember Love. Yeah. He's Brother Love. Brother Love. He prays and comforts everyone, especially the wife, Teresa. The widow. Then the pastor's wife, Kim, she stays right by Teresa's side. Um, brother Love, he's like hugging Randy's mom. He's like, I'm so sorry, but you know. Okay. Just remember that for later. So then, number three. Teresa is taken by police to the station okay so she's in the back of the police officer's car it's like only an hour after finding him she stops crying the officers say and she appears to be fine so all of a sudden like she's like fine she she's putting on lip gloss just... yeah she's like sorry i'm all cried out so it was crocodile tears apparently mm. so our next weird human behavior thing number four during the interview the detectives um note that she's sobbing but when they really look closely there's no tears mm. yeah no tears in the interrogation no oscar room. for you nope Teresa. and then number five she offers up suspects but she can't really like describe much about them one of them is a homeless man she tells a story about a mysterious missing 20 dollars bill um the other thing that's really interesting is her alibi do you remember this from the the recording we watched vaguely that she said she left dress barn at 241 precisely precisely and she had receipts for everything so right. you know the investigators are starting to I think really wonder as an investigator when some if i were interviewing somebody and they immediately start throwing out these oh. suspects yeah that a homeless man cannot, a mustache yeah they have no detailed descriptions right oh he was tall and he was homeless right like what can we we can't work and then with it that. goes from that to like some other like description that's and she very, had somebody else yeah, yeah and it was know, very vague like to that's me a red flag. after watching all of these shows that you've made me watch <laughs> uh i would be very suspicious of that person directly i think that's fair so number six remember the love letter they found in the trash can mm, oh yeah and they ask her about it and she's like has no recollection right well then they say we'll be right back and they go to get the letter to bring it back to the interrogation room and while they're gone she's on camera you know they're recording it there's a two-way mirror um which some people don't seem to understand right you, <laughs> you know she you can see her mouth moving and you can hear it. like she's saying oh great i forgot i forgot about that yeah about the letter so they bring the letter back all of a sudden like she's miraculously remember remembers that um Oh, you know what? I had that note for a really long time. It was tucked up in my purse next to my credit cards. I was looking for my dental appointment card yesterday or today or something, and I found it. But I've had it for years, and somebody left it on my car, and it was a secret admirer, and I have no idea. Why, my question would be, <laughs> why did you hold on to it for so long? She just forgot that it was in there. Oh, yeah, I just put it, in, and I've had it in there a year, and in my wallet. In my wallet. Where I... 
get my debit and credit cards out on All a regular time. basis. And my dental cards. And, and then today it's like, oh. Oh, today's the day I'm going to throw it away. But when they even pull it out of the trash, it doesn't look like weathered. Not at all. Like, I keep receipts in my wallet and like after a week. They get crunched up and stuff. And yeah, they get worn from the friction, you know, like. I wonder if she was like getting rid of evidence or something and it just forgot that she put it in that trash can. Well, I think she's just an idiot. Well, there's that too. <laughs> We're going to talk more about that. <laughs> so at this point, um, n- number seven, okay, police let her go. They don't have enough to keep her at this point. Sure. She, they don't have any, like, actual, real, hardcore evidence. Evidence, right. So then the next morning, family and friends come over. One of the friends is an uh, insurance manager who worked with her husband, and um, he's there. Like, people are there to support her, and they're bringing food, and they're being kind, and she's asked him... Teresa says, can we go outside for a minute? So she and the friend go outside, and he says that she stops crying, and like it's like a flip of a switch. And she says, um, can we talk about some insurance things? Can you come with me downstairs to the, you know, the home office? They get down there. On the desk, she already has all of the insurance papers laid out, ready to go. And he, they're interviewing this, this friend, and he says, we don't even have a death certificate yet. It's the day after your husband's mm-hmm. murder. And she's got it all organized, ready to go, wants his opinion on what she should do. Yeah. So he feels really uh, weird about this. He talks about that. Then also Randy's mom at this point just starts feeling really weird about Teresa. Like something's Her not Her daughter-in-law. Right. Yeah. Her daughter-in-law, yeah. So then guess who shows up next? Number eight. Brother Love. Brother Love. Pastor Love shows up. Oh, yeah. And now, it's not like he just like brings her a casserole and prays with her in the living room with everyone. He brings her that love. And... Oh, Jesus. He takes her, <laughs> listen, this, as a therapist, as a counselor, this just makes me cringe. Takes her into her bedroom. They go together, mm, just the two of them, into the her love. bedroom. And for a private counseling session. Oh, is that what they call That's it? what they're calling it these days. Uh, it's a no. love session. That's not okay. Brother Love. Brother Love. So that had to have looked weird. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, go outside. Go. Uh, go any ask people, other people to leave. If but you, you but. have to have meetings where you're familiar, and with brother love. Oh my God, Casey! <laughs> it's between the sheets. <laughs> I need you to stop. <laughs> okay, you're too much. I have to stay focused here. I'm okay, trying to tell I'm a story. Continue, okay. Continue. Continue. Where are we at? People number are, number eight. No, no, we're on number nine. Ready? Oh, this okay. is my favorite. This oh yeah. This is my freaking favorite. <laughs> so the next day after that, okay. So this is day two. I just want you to know that the more ridiculous this is, that this gets, the more ridiculous I'm probably gonna get. And that is fine with okay. me because it, you just have to. So wait, we're on 48 hours, I think, at this point since the event, um, since the murder. She goes to run some errands like you do, um, but she stops at the tanning salon. Oh, and of course. She goes tanning, and while she's there, she asks to speak with the owner. She asks for all of her dead husband's—I t- can't even—tanning credits to be transferred to her. <laughs> what that? is going? I can't on? even say that without laughing. So, one, who has tanning credits? Two. This was like. 2010. Everybody the was pictures still they back show, then. he's not the most tan he's looking not tan guy. At all. He's not tan at all. So, how Maybe much, she was trying to get him to tan. Did they buy know. like a family pack and Probably. he just never used it? 
and now she wants that back. I guess. I, I think she's very tan. Well, it's not helping her. It's not helping her at all. I cannot imagine. Okay, I cannot imagine going to the tanning salon or anywhere really where you would have credits. And especially the tanning, though. I can understand. Maybe I can wrap my head around. I'm really stressed. I'm really sad. Tanning, let's say tanning makes you feel good. Okay, I'm going to go tan. The part I cannot deal with is, oh, by the way, will you just go ahead and move those tanning credits from my dead husband over to my account? Yeah. That's the part I just can't. can't Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, even when I worked at the hospital or for the hospital in the call center, yeah. like, every now and then you'd get that call of a family member just calling to let you know that the their family their mother or father whoever had been going to the hospital you know like had passed away so yeah. they needed just their records closed right totally normal right. thing to but call about but even then it was like a phone call like you could tell like they didn't really want to be a part of right it was sad yeah it was just like it wasn't this chipper is, and this is his son or his daughter we're just calling to let you know that it was always really awkward when they were like, he's not going to make his appointment because oh, yeah, he passed calls. away. Yeah, you know? are, mm. So it's like, I've been in like that, that type of situation, yeah. which imagine? is like, okay. But if I were like working at the tanning salon and oh my God. the spouse of somebody who just passed away was just like, yeah, they just passed away. Um, but can you transfer... It, like I just, I just in my mind, I see like the employee at the tanning place going like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." And yeah. she's like, "Oh yeah, but could you just transfer those credits?" I over? know. Like, it doesn't even mean anything. It doesn't. That's and out of all these things, that that one just really strikes. Yeah, that me. was on so, the top of her list too. So aloof, so disconnected. Because maybe you can say like, everybody grieves differently. Maybe she's not a huge crier. Maybe she's in shock. But when you, but the tanning thing. I, I just, I don't think, I just can't. I can't come up with anything other than one crazy biatch who probably murdered her husband. For or, his tanning credits. For his tanning credits, because she was like, I ain't, I ain't going to be white this She's winter. Like, I'm done fake tanning. <laughs> he didn't take me fake tanning. Or, he didn't take me to a beach where I could get a real tan. Yeah, so screw him. I'm going to take all his tanning credits. All right, number 10. Weird just, human behavior. What, did you need to say It's just going to get worse. Or more bizarre. I shouldn't say worse. Uh, it's weird, but the ta- I don't know. I don't know if we can really top the tanning one. <laughs> so she calls her husband's friend. He's another pastor. His name happens to be Pastor David. But, so there's David Stone who got murdered. No, David Stone, the past. No, no Randy Stone is Randy the husband Stone. who got yeah. murdered. Pastor Love. Brother Love. His name's David also. But that's why I keep calling him Pastor Love. Oh, this one is the Pastor David Trump. Yes. Okay. So Pastor David Trump, Trump, another pastor friend, calls Teresa to see how she's doing. And he's like, are you okay? Like he was, you know, trying to console her. Well, she just kind of like abruptly changes the subject. And she's like chatting about everything. So how are you? How's your wife? How are the kids? Like nothing's wrong at all so he thinks that's pretty weird i like i like this guy this pastor he like he's on it so he calls pastor love Mm. Teresa. brother love brother love calls him to see how he's doing since you know it's one of his congregation members who was shot right right so he reaches out to him and this is what pastor love says like a river glorious 
which is apparently the a joyous. What does that mean? It's a joyous hymnal. It's the title of a hymnal. Pastor Love also starts telling his pastor friend who called to check on him about his alibi, like down to the minute, like for no reason, like that his friend didn't ask Just him. Like telling him about his whole day that day. Yeah, exactly. Like everything he did and details. That's not weird at all. Not weird at all. So apparently, I'm going to pause there for a second. Investigators are looking into everything, and when they start interviewing church members, apparently there were rumors and suspicions for 10 years that Teresa and Pastor Love were having an affair. No. Boom. Brother Love was Boom. getting a love on. He was getting his love on. Mm-hmm. All right, so then number 12, weird human behavior thing number 12. Turns out Teresa was pregnant with a third child at, uh, at, at one point. I think they said about six years prior to the murder. Okay. But her husband had a vasectomy already at that mm. point. But poor Randy, her the husband. Lord works in mysterious ways. That's what he said. He believed that it was God's miracle. Yeah. And um, so people speculated he didn't know about the affair at that point because he was really close with Pastor. And he continued to get... Um, Shameful. I know, it is. It's just really, really sad. He he just didn't want to believe it. He was in some kind of denial. She never had the baby. Um, investigators find out that around the time of the pregnancy, Randy removed Teresa from his insurance policy and left the whole $625,000 for just his children. So that's interesting. Oh, Maybe he so did he, know. He knew. Maybe he did know. He knew. Um, she it's sad. I mean, she she apparently miscarried, but hmm, interesting. Which Do you think with, it was his baby? With that information, I'm gonna store that away. Please store that away. Because that seems very important. It does. Okay. <laughs> We're really good at this storytelling, aren't we? <laughs> okay, so then number thirteen, pastor's wife Kim gets interviewed by the police. She tells them that she found this track phone. What did you call it? A, a burner. A burner phone. Come on. You watch Sons? I do. Sons. Any gangster Sopranos movie. Sopranos are watching now. Um, so she finds this burner phone, um, and on it are messages between her husband, Pastor Love, Brother Love. Brother Love. And Teresa. Teresa. And they're not just about who's bringing what to this church social. Oh. <laughs> Was that good? Oh, my God. Okay. It's getting hot in Missouri. In her. Okay, so how do we feel about Kim and all of this? That's a question I wrote down. I'm kind of weirded out by the pastor's wife because... Why are you weirded out by her? How could she have not known if all these people are speculating? Oh, I think she did know. But then she could have prevented Randy's murder. How so? What if she would have... I mean, she could have told him. Well, I think they both knew, but they live in that You're right. world of religion die hard religion where i know you're not being faithful but to keep up appearances right. like you're a pastor you can't get divorced because then you're not following what you preach and you get fired let's talk about that like yeah. you actually would lose your income yeah so it's you get paid it's to be snowballs pastor. yeah yeah okay that makes sense so right before randy is murdered okay Investigators find that right before he was murdered, he sent an email to Pastor Love. Qu 
questioning the church finances. Oh, see, now you're going to start messing with his money. Right. So Randy And was, his honey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Randy was on the financial committee. Double or... entendres. <laughs> Do you mind? I already have a hard enough time concentrating. Um, I told the... you this is going to get worse. Okay. So whatever you call it at the church, I don't know. But he was, you know, you have access to the finances, because I think because it's a nonprofit, right, a church? Yeah, they so are. So he was looking at the funds, and he was pretty sure that Pastor Love was dipping into the church funds. Um, getting sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. So Randy decides and tells the pastor that he and his family are going to leave the church. Uh, pastor Love shows up after this at his office, and they have it out. There's, They have some kind of um, verbal altercation. Okay. Um, so the investigators are like, oh, well, here we go. Here's some, this is like for real serious motivation. Right. Um, so Randy knows about the affair and he knows about the finances at the church. As you said before, what did you just say a minute ago? Um, now they're messing with his honeys or they're messing with his money. What did you yeah. say? <laughs> okay. Also, Randy owned a gun. And guess what, Casey Harper? What? It was missing from the gun safe. No. Oh, yeah. I bet oh, it didn't. Yeah. I bet it wasn't the gun that was used to murder him. No. Okay, number 14. Ready? Human behavior weirdness number 14. Uh, Pastor Love is constantly with Teresa. They don't even try to, like, hide it. Well, because in those type of situations, in those type of communities, like, the pastor would be there is very involved in everybody's life especially when it comes to grief if yeah. you're a uh a loyal person to the church you know you come to congregation and all that stuff every sunday you know right but it's not like he and his wife were both there it was just him all the time right but that's not his wife's job as yeah but in the church person. they they always try to abstain how does that go abstain from the appearance of evil is yeah. that thing is that, sure. like that i don't know it sounded good um so i mean you're just looking like it just doesn't look good it's kind of no. like sopranos we were watching that episode where yeah, the priest is over at father tatula yeah is over at um what's her name the sopranos house yeah no tony's wife what's oh her name uh carmella carmel yeah and he, the next morning, like, they drink wine and, like, watch movies and stuff. And the next morning, he's like, oh, my gosh, I left my car outside, out front, totally yeah. visible. What are the neighbors going to say? What are the neighbors going to think? Oh, okay. So detectives, they interview Teresa again. Okay, they bring her in. They're going hardcore now. They're like, we got to get this bitch. We know she did it. She had something to do with this. Right. Murder. Stuff's not adding up. She plays dumb when the detectives begin questioning her. She eventually admits that, okay, first, Pastor Love was just being flirty with her, okay? Then she admits that it was an emotional affair. And then finally, she admits it was a sexual affair for 10 years. Right. And then, did you notice how, like, whiny and victim-y she was while she was being interviewed? We were watching. Oh, yeah. It's so annoying. It's like... Just so obvious. Because they're, they're not right in the they're head. They're not. I know. It's, I should know this. It's but... everybody against them. Yeah. It's everybody else's fault. Then she finally gets a little bit real and she like starts telling what happened. And the only time she was actually, in my opinion, somewhat genuine, um, and that's also another investigator said that, she admits to being pregnant with Pastor Love's child mm. and then having that miscarriage. Pastor Love, Love Child. 
Um, she says that she felt the miscarriage was God punishing her for the adulterous But yet they didn't stop Did not the stop adultery. Her. Did not. For four more years. Yeah, her whole demeanor actually did change when she got real for like 30 seconds and talked about that part. Okay, back to the track phone. Remember the track phone? Yes. Okay. Pastor's love, Pastor Love's wife found it. So Teresa says, as they're interrogating her, that the day of the murder, while everyone was there comforting her, and you remember um, at the crime scene, you remember when Pastor Love's wife walks her down the street to the bathroom because they couldn't use the bathroom at the crime scene? Right. She takes that cell phone, that burner, and she smashes it on the toilet, breaks it, destroys it. That's mm. where her track phone is. She's not guilty, though, right? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay, now, number 16. Now she's being interrogated still, but she starts um, performing again. And because I watched you watched it. We watched the interrogation video. She waved the right to an attorney, which I thought was weird. Um, she says that Pastor Love wouldn't leave her alone. Oh, no. And she wanted the affair to end. I wanted to start fresh with Randy. And that's why she tore up the note. Um, yeah. After that explains everything, years, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. After ten years. That had been just sitting in her wallet. Right. Next to the dental card. Oh my god, give me a break. Then she tells the detective, um, he texted me the day of the murder and wanted me to stay away from the office, which she thought was weird. And but she keeps saying he and she won't actually say Pastor Love. Pastor Love. She won't say his full name. So finally they get her to say his name on record. Mm. And then she agrees to set him up and Try to record, you know, record her conversation with him, um, and he won't fall for it. He's smart. So they bring Pastor Love in, okay? And they have this plan set up where she's going to be, Teresa's going to be standing outside an interrogation room, and they're going to have him walk by the hall, down the hallway. Just by chance. Just by chance. Right. But really, it's all set up so that they have to look at each other, and they're hoping that, like, he'll say something and they can record right. what he says. Um, so she says, I told them everything. And he won't take the bait. And he says, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. Mm. Um, so as soon as he gets in that interrogation room, he asks for an attorney. Smart. Mm-hmm. So then in a separate interrogation room, Teresa's being interviewed, and she says Pastor Love pulled the trigger. Yeah, she's just blowing the whistle on yep. everything, right? She claims to be an innocent victim. They keep her overnight. They ask her why she didn't call the police right away. How did Pastor Love get the gun from your safe? Right. That's my question, was because it's Randy's gun. Did you hear what, how she answered that, though, in the interrogation? Yeah, no. She said, well, I guess since he watched me open it, or oh, I guess since he right. was standing right there when I opened it. That one time. That one time. that he, Yeah, I guess. He stole the, the code. Yeah. I mean, she basically was saying she gave it to him without saying she gave it to him. Right. Which is so, I don't know, like just. Yeah. What it's, criminals do. Yeah. What these narcissistic people who think they can't get caught and they just don't care. The perfect plan. Yeah. Okay, so then the computer, number 17. <laughs> so they, the investigators find shockingly explicit naked photos of Pastor Love sent to Teresa. So he's the pastor of this huge congregation and he is sending naked pictures oh, of himself. Oh, he was sending nudes. Of himself to her. What? Yeah, with very descriptive things written and what's funny is not he would church like write, not church like he well some oh. of it was he would write like a sentence about sexual acts okay that he wanted to do to her or 
they wanted to do. And then the next sentence would be like... Like he wanted to give her the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my. Um, or I should say fill her with the Holy oh, Spirit. Oh, gee. Yeah, that's it. It's exactly <laughs> it. No, it wasn't even that witty. It, and then he would say, praying we can be together soon. So it would be like something like explicit and then... Lovely. With God's grace, we can blah, 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 or praying we can be together soon. So from a human behavior point of view, to me, that is just so, his wires aren't crossing in his brain. Like something's very wrong. Something's missing. Or does that, or the wires are crossing. He's got, yeah. Crossing the they wires. They are crossing, <laughs> I yeah. I how that goes. I'm starting to get tired, I think. So this um, court reporter who followed the case, he was interviewed, and I loved what he said. He said, this guy was so in love with her and so devoted to her that he would be so reckless to like send these naked photos of himself via email that she could send anywhere or that anybody right. could really hack into and they would ruin his career love makes you do dumb I mean, things even if your last name is love <laughs> oh god so here's what i don't understand and i'm not i'm not shaming i'm not you know i'm all about girl power i'm not trying but she's not that cute Okay. No. His wife Kim. She way yeah. more attractive. I'm not trying to be shallow, but there's just so much tanning. There's so much tanning. Maybe she just has other skills. I guess that must be to it. To put it that way. So also they uncover in these emails. <laughs> they were already planning their wedding. He well, was why telling not? Her, he was telling her to pick up the flowers and what kind of dress do you want? She's like, "Don't worry, I got a lot of money coming in." So then, from my dead husband. From my dead husband. Oh, meanwhile, but, it was left to the children. Yeah, she didn't know that. Ooh, mm-hmm. good job, Randy. Yeah, Just Randy was onto her. Getting her from the grave still. So the good pastor repeatedly told Teresa he was going to kill Randy. Yeah, because that's normally that's what, you what do. she says. Yeah, um, and then she knew he was going to do it, but they couldn't really get her on that at this point because talking isn't really a crime talking about it no it's not so here's human behavior weirdness number 19 pastor love gives the sermon you and the eulogy at the funeral of the man he murdered yeah that's a little uh narcissistic who in their right mind can stand up there somebody with no soul no soul no conscience oh my god so okay that takes me to our next thing so and that's your final thing no, are not we still yet. On We're not there yet. Oh, okay. okay I'm sorry. I, have to go, I have to go on a mental mom ADD rant real quick, and okay. then I'll be back. Okay. okay. For number 20. So number, so still on number 19. So that same court reporter, he's being interviewed, and he talks about this concept of cheap grace, which I guess is from a book. I do like that term because I didn't know it. I knew of the act, but I didn't know that it had a real term. It has a real so term. That's, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. So, and I really know nothing about that book. I just was doing some oh, quick Googling. Yeah. If you go, so basically if you go out and commit all, you go out and commit all the sins you want, you can just ask for forgiveness because that's how crazy these people are. That's how they interpret yeah, the Bible. That's how my ex-girlfriend's dad was. Really? We, we got in a big argument about that because her uncle, his brother, her dad's brother passed away mm-hmm. and we went to the funeral and the guy who gave the eulogy was saying some things that... I didn't necessarily agree with, but I I didn't speak out or anything like I was being respectful. Yeah. And what he was saying was that if 
any of us ever wanted to see her uncle again uh, that we if we didn't accept the lord in our life that there is no way we would ever see him in right. the afterlife right so just a quick little you know yeah inspirational i, message. I don't really agree with that Slash so fire and we get into the truck to go to the cemetery the plot to like put him in the ground mm-hmm. and my girlfriend's dad's girlfriend okay is like oh, I just love that eulogy. It was great. You know, I think he said a lot of great things. And uh, they started going in on it. And it got to the point where I was like, I couldn't hold my tongue anymore. So I said, well, you know, I respectfully just disagree with you guys. Yeah, you're allowed to. um, I don't come from a very religious family. Um, I mean, we're we're not not religious, but we didn't. You're not atheist or anything. I didn't go to church every Sunday, you know. It's like, I know my dad was Catholic. I don't know if necessarily my mom was raised any certain way. Mm -hmm. But uh, with that being said, and what they were saying, it was, they were saying that because my pap, like, that's the way I looked at it. It's like my papa, I know he wasn't like a super religious guy, but I mean, he had a super kind heart and was made friends with everybody he basically met you know and like all of these things great guy did all these all this stuff and but they were trying to tell me because he didn't go to church all the time or go to church every sunday that he possibly isn't heaven but there's a possible chance that he's not well yeah if he didn't right and so i i kind of took issue with that yeah and giving her my ex's dad's history uh history and you can just leave it wandering about yeah we don't have to um, details. made it struck a nerve even more uh, yeah so i so you get it yeah i get it and I, I was just like so you're telling me like this is where we got it was like time out did you read my notes about uh-huh. this yeah about my grandparents uh a little bit i skimmed over them oh my gosh that's so crazy that we both have anyway keep going yeah so we just got into this thing and it basically got what I took out of it was is that her dad, like a lot of other people do, just twist information from the Bible to fit their lifestyle in certain ways and that justifies their behavior, right? And I was also saying that so you're telling me that there is a there could be a man or, you know, there's somebody out there who, who rapes and murders their entire life. Oh, yeah, the, they're the going majority to heaven of their if they life. Say the right yeah, and then if they repent on their deathbed, like, and say the prayer. they can get in. Yeah, but your grandpa can't. But my, my papa couldn't, Mm-mm. who never murdered or did anything Even wrong. Even remotely wrong. Yeah. Remotely wrong. And he, and he looked me dead in the eye and was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what these people believe. Yeah, and I was like, all right, end of conversation. And by these people. Because we're not going to get anywhere. I mean, there are so many of them who and that's believe insane. this. That's that is, the only thing I can come up with is insane. That insanity. is a mental, there's a lapse going on in there. But you would not believe how many like seemingly normal people believe this. Oh, millions. And that's, it's the, it's the Kool-Aid. That's what I feel it like. It is Kool-Aid. So anyway, that's my rant. It's, just, it's almost exactly identical to the story I wanted to tell. This is how they interpret it. God's okay with forgiving you even if you knowingly commit sin and ask for forgiveness. So that's basically what these two did is they knew 
They, they knew what they were they doing. They knew what they wrong. were doing, and their plan was to just ask for forgiveness. Right. I don't think it really but, works that and, way. And my point to that is then, like, what's the point? These people that do live in fear that God's going to, like, come down and well, yeah, smite them and judge them or whatever. It's like, what are you afraid of then? Can you? Can I tell you my rant? Sure. Um, I said, can we pause here and talk about the delusional nature of this religious belief? Please. Okay. You can still go to heaven if you've murdered someone. You really, we didn't talk about this beforehand. It's no. so funny that you came up, that we came up with like the same thing. You can still go to heaven if you have murdered someone, as long as you ask for forgiveness. But the religious Baptist teaching that I was taught by the church uh, leaders when I was growing up, and this always bothered me, okay, was that my grandmothers and grandfathers that like you love more than anything, like you love your grandparents, mm-hmm. who had lived lives where they were helping others, and they raised like really good children, good-hearted people are going to hell just never seemed right to me. So that's why like this really this story like just really triggered all these like emotions and feelings because like for instance my mother's parents uh grandma and grandpa Sarna they raised seven children They're on the south side of Chicago. They um one of their children he was had down syndrome and they took such good care of him and he lived way past like his ex- his life expectancy, you know, and right. um they also, they never wanted any credit. They weren't the type who were doing it for anything other than to do it. Right. But they sponsored a family from Cambodia. I think it was back in like the 70s or 80s. I don't know. After, there were a lot of refugees who, or people who needed to come over sure. here from Cambodia. So I grew up with these Cambodians who, and I never knew that my grandparents sponsored them. I just thought they were, they were such good friends of the family. They were like my other cousins, you know? But as I got older, I, re- I, I understood right, what, right. what that was. So it just, it just like bothered me so much and still does that I was told by my Baptist mentors and teachers and that they would try to pressure me into, you know, getting everyone saved. Right. And because they didn't want my grandparents going to hell. And same with my dad's parents, just like grandma and grandpa far, they were just really good people. And did did all of these people have issues? Yes, but nothing like what Pastor Love was doing. Okay. Well, real quick though, so your grandparents needed saved because they were helping. No, because they hadn't. They didn't believe. They didn't. They they didn't believe Jesus Christ died on the cross oh, for their sins, okay, and they okay. hadn't said. I mean, they they were Catholic, but that's a whole nother show. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, the Baptists don't believe the Catholics are going to. Right. Heaven. Yeah. Because they've got it all wrong. Yeah. You know, it's just insane. Yeah. So does they're that make reading, sense now yeah. that I said it like that? It's like they're basically reading from the same book, but interpreting Completely it different. differently. Yeah. So. It, In so many terms. As my grandpa Farr would say, asinine. <laughs> I love that word, asinine. <laughs> just asinine. <laughs> so the Baptists and these other religions who believe this, um, basically Pastor Love and his mistress, they can plan and carry out the murder of a man. Ask for forgiveness and still escape hell and be in good standing with God, you know, as long as they ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But my grandparents, who haven't said the prayer, and they don't believe exactly what the Baptists believe, but they've done all these other... They've just been good people. Right. It doesn't make sense. You'll never make sense of it. That makes less sense than believing in unicorns. Yeah. You might as well just believe in unicorns. You might as well. So, thank you for listening to that rant. And obviously, we had the same... Thoughts I've had on the it. same experience. 
So let's get back to human behavior weirdness number 20. Uh, the final one. Not, I was not expecting this little twist. Okay. Okay. She finally accepts a plea deal and admits that she knew and wanted Pastor Love to kill her husband. Yes. Okay. You want to know why? Don't why? say it. Let me tell him. I don't know. She wanted to be a pastor's wife. Oh, God. Yeah. Her whole thing was, I want to be the pastor's wife. I want to take that $600,000 that she thought she was getting that she never actually was going to get. Right. Um, and she wanted to be a pastor's wife. What freaking com- congregation is going to hire yeah, him where or allow her, this? Where in her mind did she think that this was going to work out? Oh, meanwhile, I can't remember where, which show said this or who said it. But it turns out he, Pastor Love was going to, had plans to murder his own wife, Kim, too. Oh. He was going to strangle her. Wow. Yeah, so what, like, no one in the church is going to put that together that both. Your spouses passed away or were murdered? Yeah. And then you're together? You're sick. So, uh, yeah. So that was number 20, is is this whole thing. I'm like, what is, what does she want all she wanted that position of pastor's wife. That wouldn't, it, 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 that never would have worked. It, it, it's so Because delusional. they don't believe, well, I get him saying, like thinking that if he murdered his wife, that that's different than divorce. Like, why can't you, but, <laughs> why is that better? That's better because of the facade he's living. So yeah. it's better to kill his wife and make it look like an accident or someone else did it than to get a divorce. Just get a divorce and... Because the Bible says not to get a divorce and he doesn't want the congregation to know. Yeah. I mean, how fucked up is that? I cannot use any other word other than no, fucked that, up. That's what it is. That's exa- I can't even you can't. It. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And that's what, if you need faith and you need something to like hold on to, you know. I believe like, in I, I'm good yeah, with that. Spirituality, faith. That, that, they're on the, they're extremist. Totally. Like that's extremism. And then you know what I feel? I feel for the little girls like me or my brothers, my, the boys like my brothers. Well, yeah. You who, get... who are, you don't want to know why we have anxiety disorder. Maybe a little bit of that going to bed at night thinking, oh my God, did I say the prayer right? Am I going to go to hell? Well, it's brainwashing. It is. It's, because at the, I mean. Grandma and grandpa are going to go to hell and you've got to save them. And when you're that young, you can't think for yourself. You just can't, you can't reason it out. Right. I mean, if you're a kid who just believes whatever you're told, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, when you're a kid who thinks through things, has a lot of critical thinking skills, and all these adults are telling you, like, this is what you need to believe. This is this, you know. And you just can't even sleep at night because you, you just can't make sense of it. But the brainwashed adults in your life or the the ones drinking the Kool-Aid yeah, are telling you that, yeah, this is what it is. And right. You have to do it this way because if you don't, then you're you're doomed. You know, I did always appreciate about my parents, though, because um, they were on their own journey of searching, you know, because they were Catholic, Jewish. They were trying to, like, find something that worked, made sense to them. Yeah. I don't remember my parents ever preaching that kind of stuff to us. They always said, well, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know. And they they didn't. But still, the fact that they would bring us to that church and send us to a Christian school, Baptist school, like, obviously they believed in all of that. Yeah, it's always interesting. Just with my background growing up, it was never, 
forced upon us, but it was also we were given freedom to explore, you know? Yeah. Like it Ask was Ask questions. Yeah, and it was I was raised knowing or having some sort of like yeah, there there's probably something out there possibly, you know, don't can't explain it, you right. know, but it's not something that we're going to latch on to where we have to go every Sunday or we have to donate or, you know, these type of things. And that honestly, I don't think I've ever gone to a church service with my parents. I've gone with, I've gone with friends and their family. Um, but I don't ever remember going like waking up on a Sunday and going to church with my mom and my dad. But at the same time, I think that's what is awesome is that we were given, my brother and I, the opportunity to make our own decisions yeah, or I come to our own conclusions. I mean, that's what I want for my daughters. Because um, it's, it's not like I'm, an, I'm not an atheist. Me either, not at all. I, but at the same time, and like my mom, she's like, you don't have to go to church to believe in God. No, like, you don't. Like that's the, the one miscon- major misconception, right. like she would always say. And because... And you go back to, like, George Carlin, like, with his stand-ups, you know, it's like, so there's a guy in the sky who's constantly judging, and <laughs> but you have to go to his, this one place, because he only shows up on Sundays, right. and, uh, but for some reason, he always needs money, you well, know? Always. Like, and that, the, yeah. it's just, if you can sit back and look at it objectively, I'm just saying, like, overall churches yeah um i'm not denouncing like face no faiths or anything like that because but the establishments that these that are run by you know are run and built up you know it's it doesn't seem like they're really practicing what they're preaching right um not all of them but not all but at the same time it's it's like why can't you practice what you believe in or i practice what i believe in you know and oh you can but you're going to hell right but like (laughs) if if that's the other thing that just blows my mind if god is like all-knowing all-seeing all-forgiving then what what does it matter right you know like and why is it that like one religion has got the interpretation right and the other one doesn't like right well that's the other that's the other thing (laughs) i mean if, if you look at history the majority of wars are fought over religion yeah you know what i mean like so what does that say right it's a hot topic (laughs) and that that's been going on for thousands of years well that's one of the reasons i'm just really passionate about in my private practice my therapy practice um is i i enjoy working with people who've come out of um oppressive or fear-based extreme belief religions and i don't necessarily just mean cults you know like this what we're talking about here is well yeah it's just the church down the street the baptist church down the street i always think that's when i when i think back at this stuff um i'm a big joe rogan fan yeah and there's a lot of things like he does make a lot of sense and sometimes i like him sometimes it's like all right joe calm down maybe you're getting a little too (laughs) too hot but uh, on one of his stand-ups that's on Netflix, he he talks about um, him trying to 
figure out the difference between religion and a cult. And his, it's hard. His conclusion is, uh, is he uses Scientology mm-hmm. versus uh, like Jesus. Okay. Uh, like Christianity? Christian, yeah. Or like... Because um, L. Ron Hubbard is Scientology. Right. So, but that's a religion, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, but it's also seen as a cult, right? Right. But he was alive for the most part of Scientology, right? Yeah. So, Joe Rogan's conclusion is to, what separates a cult from a religion is that in a cult, the guy that you follow or that you quote unquote worship is alive, and in religion, the guy that you follow and worship is dead. Is dead. And that's that's the only that's difference. the di- differing thing about it. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. That is kind of a a valid point. I can't wrap my head around like how how many times this happens where there's when you're a pastor. A minister when you're in a position like that and people listen to you and you're a leader you are held to a completely different standard and you should be but that's the problem is there's ones that take that job very seriously right and they understand their position and then there's the other half that well, i don't even know if half we should say well the other side the other side let's okay say that. not i don't mean half like percentage wise right? percentages okay. but i'm saying uh, the other side is they understand their position, but they use it to their advantage. They're not using it as it's intended. It's a, it's a power. It's just the, a powerful position, and that's yeah. what they use it as. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's the story of Teresa Stone murdering her husband, Randy Stone. Well, she didn't actually pull the trigger, but she did give the password to the combination, the combination to the safe that held the gun that pastor brother love the man she's having an affair with at the church so what happened to them are they all in jail they both took plea deals oh i forgot to say this part i just pastor love is stealing money from the church and the pastor the man sleeping with his wife he used randy's own gun to kill him i mean it's just pretty gross you you just can't get any more disrespectful to another person Oh, I'm no. sleeping with your wife. I'm mad you called me out for just stealing money from the church. And I'm going to use your own, your gun to kill you. And your wife's going to give your wife gave me the right combination safe. Sick people. Safe and That's why they're in jail, right? Yeah. Sorry. I was going, okay. <laughs> so they took a plea deal for conspiracy to commit second degree murder. She had to admit, Teresa had to admit that she knew Pastor Love was going to do it. And she's getting out in 2020, which is... Oh, or she she's eligible. Eligible for parole. I believe. Um, in 2020. So she only had to serve eight years. Doesn't seem long enough. No. Well, that's the difference between pulling the trigger and not pulling the trigger. I am. So then um, Pastor Love pled guilty because that way he, he would, I think, still have an opportunity for parole. Or maybe it's right. life in prison with with per, a chance at parole. A chance of parole. Yeah. And no death penalty. Right. If they even have death penalty there, I don't, I can't remember if they do, in Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> but that is their story, and I would really like to know more about um, Teresa Stone's children. They were like I think nineteen, twenty-ish when their mom was convicted. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to know more about them, and then Kim the. Um, 
Pastor Love's Pastor wife. Love's I do know. Wife. I know they're divorced and she's remarried, but I tried Good to find her. more info on them and I couldn't find much. So anyway. Good for her. I hope everyone enjoyed our. What is it? My twelve million S's. Sex. Scandal summer series sizzler story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> sex sizzler sex scandal series. Story. Summer story. <laughs> Ridiculous. Who writes this crap? <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. So anyway. Um, I hope that was entertaining and informative and mostly entertaining. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of to July weekend. Everybody hope y'all had America. a good. Yeah, hope y'all had a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. It's, Can I say one more thing oh my before God. you go there? Sure. Guys, I don't know if we're gonna be able to get out an episode every week in July during the move because we got the move coming up. So just bear with us. Just bear with us. We'll definitely have two more coming out. I would say before August. We're gonna try. Our we're best. gonna do our best. Okay, just hang in there with us. All right. On that note, Casey Harper, take us out. <laughs> On that note, thank you, as always, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like, share, subscribe, and rate. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcast from. Or you can go straight to TheMentalMomShow.com and all of our episodes are posted on there, plus links to all of the major podcast platforms. If you have anything you'd like to contribute story-wise. We would love it. We would highly enjoy it. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook, not Facebox. That's my new thing. Uh, Just kidding. Uh, Facebook at The Mental Mom Show. Or you can email us at TheMentalMomShow.com. Or MentalMomShow at gmail.com. Excuse me. And that's it. What am I saying? Stay mental. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but I think we're still taking ideas for that. We still need ideas. We'll listen. We'll have to listen to that last episode. Bye, y'all.